It wasn't your fault. I wasn't there. Oh, you just, you were out doing your job. I wasn't fucking there! Oh, look at you, torn apart by guilt. You didn't do anything wrong. You were an honest oh. cop. You didn't take money. You had to testify against them, even after they threatened your family. Most people would never testify against those guys. They're not like you. You had to do the right thing. And where was God? Hmm? He could have stopped it, but he didn't. He fucked you. And then he made you feel guilty. Me? I don't do guilt. I didn't do what happened here. He did. Now, you just think about that. And you tell me who's really your friend. I can make it like it never happened. All for the price of a stranger's address. No! You will never see the girl! Now you see, now you're upsetting me. You don't want to see me upset, believe me. Oh, you want to fuck with me? You think you know bad, huh? You're a fucking choir boy compared to me! A choir boy! You're in touch with your anger. I really like that. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna have a drink. I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Nativity Stories. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Alternativity Stories, a month-long look at alternative stories set around the most wonderful time of year. And today, it might be 2023, bordering on 2024, but we're going to party like it's 1999. And the year of our Lord Satan, he has returned. Oculus Day, Oculus Day. And speaking of, of satanic people, uh, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to my sister, who have often described in the past as the spawn of Satan. And today we're covering a very, very specific film uh, that celebrates the new year and the new millennium. We're looking, myself and Angry Andy Reviews, at the end of days, starring Arnie and a host of other character actors. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a wild ride. But uh, Andy, how the bloody hell are you? I am very well. Happy New Year to all the listeners and followers of your regimen of chaos. Um, it, it's and, been a year. It's been a year. Yeah, so. Many happy returns to your to your sister as well. Exactly. Devil's spawn. I'm only I'm only kidding. I, I love her very much. But yeah, I'm sure you do. Maybe in those early days when she was trying to stab me, I did. I did think less of her. So there you are. There okay. you have it. Um, well, that took a turn almost immediately. Right, okay. All right, so, she was never successful. She did slam a door on my fingernail once, and there was lots of blood, but she never stabbed me, so we're all oh dear. We're all good. We're all good. Uh, speaking I hope so. Of, yes, we're fine. <laughs> Sorry, report of abuse. <laughs> help me, 999, help me, or 1999. Um, ah, and it, yes. Andy, I wanted to ask, uh, before we get into the film itself and, and all of its trappings, what were you doing on New Year's Eve 1999? I was living in Germany, and there was 
so the place where I was living uh, was just outside of an army base, British residence, British street, and the, the everybody had gathered together and set up like a big, a big party outside. Got all big um, army tents up uh, on a playground. It was literally like you know, like a, a like a kids' playground you get here, yeah. only with like a yeah, basketball yeah. court kind of thing mixed in with everything. Um, set up big tents and um, yeah, just had a, a big party that day, and I, I brought. <laughs> I brought so everybody everybody has to bring a CD so they could put it in this big mixing bloody CD deck. And I brought Will Smith's um <laughs> Willennium album. <laughs> <laughs> a sign of the end times, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. With the um I think it had Wild Wild West on it and um uh Y Y2K, I think it was yeah. Will 2K, I can't remember. It was shit yeah. anyway. Um <laughs> Awful. I don't know what happened to that album. I think I left it there for the next homeowners to use. Um, yeah, that's, I'm sure, that's I'm sure Will. I'm sure Will Smith is slapping comedians with it. Uh, you know, probably it should be. Cause it was a <laughs> terrible waste of an album. I don't even know how I ended up coming to own that album. I think I just saw it. I was like, yeah, he's cool. Everybody loves Will Smith. I, I remember yeah. that album. Speaking of 1999, I, I remember that album where he goes, "We're going to party like it's," and he goes to say 1999, yeah. and, he, and he goes, "Hold up, it is." Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> that, that's the song. That is that is the song. That is New the millennium. Song. Yeah, God of, damn. of all of all the lyrics I remember, that was the one. Um, I was actually at my cousin's, uh, so it was a big family do. God, we're old. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Titanic was on. They put Titanic on the TV. Oh, to... how depressing! I know this was this was it. Uh, you know, I'm, and I'm watching it. This is the first time I'm seeing it, and as well, and and I remember, I remember not loving it. Probably wasn't really my cup of tea at the time. You know, I, I probably softened on it a bit. Um, we will talk about James Cameron a little later, though. And uh, I just remember uh, the guy falling from the the top of, uh, the, of it and banging his uh, head on the way down. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> he's like ah, and then punk. And then he's silent as he continues to fall. What? What? Oh, I can't. I can't imagine what's worse. Set up a poll. Answers in the comments um, below as to what's worse: um, Willennium playing or watching Titanic as, as the New Year rolls <laughs> you in. You know what? You know um, what? You know what? Well, I don't. Can... I don't know because you, if, if you if you like that, you get the, the copious amounts of people freezing to death at the end and uh, Jack slamming Kate Winslet and you know all this kind of stuff. And oh, what's his name? Who's the actor? I hope you enjoy your time together. I put ah. the diamond in the jacket. I put the jacket on her. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Fuck. He's the only reason to watch that film, I think. Fantastic wig, though. He's got a great wig in that. Oh, it's tremendous. <laughs> tremendous floppy wig. Um, yeah, absolutely. So you know what, Andy? Because because I'm on anchor, it allows me now to put up a poll. So I can I can create this poll oh, as, yeah. and the poll will come out and it'll be accessible yeah. to people on Spotify. So they can which, they which can way vote. Is worse to bring to draw in the new year, watching Titanic in its entirety, or listening to Willennium. Um <laughs> you <decide>. please, <laughs> please get involved. Um, whatever wins, we will do. <laughs> We'll do a review on them. We'll do a review on them. No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll just we'll ring in. That's what we'll do that evening when this comes out because yeah. we'll release this on New Year's Eve. It'll come out, and then by the end of the day, whatever wins that poll, I'll either listen to or I'll watch. How about that? Maybe I'll do that. I'm, I'll, I'll, okay I'll suffer. Film, I guess it's fine. It's fine for what it is. It's fine. Mm. Um, but yes, Andy, 
end of day. So I, I decided we'd do this because you are always yeah, I'm you not are, involved in this decision. You, you were not inv- involved at all. I thought I thought this will be interesting. You know, Andy's a big Arnie fan. He quotes this um, one. You quote this one quite a bit. One specific line, which is probably the most yeah. famous line in it. Do you want to do it for us now? I'm sure you think you're no bad. You are nothing to com- compared to me. You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. <laughs> and that's exactly the clip I've used for the intro of this podcast. So <laughs> we've chosen well. Um, but Andy, um, this is this is an interesting film in his career. He's coming off Batman and Robin, which uh, if you go on coming Rotten off the fucking bypass as well. Bypass, oh, of yeah, course, yeah. He's heart surgery. It. This, this is yeah. the first film after his heart surgery after Batman and Robin. Mm. So there's a lot. There's a lot to sort of take in. Because this one, the studio was like on him all the time. They didn't want him at first because it was uninsurable. Mm. They didn't know every fucking make it, every crow concert. So a, the studio a lot of people on the set all the time for the first sort of portion of the of the making of it, yeah. and then a lot off when they realised he was perfectly fine. So, well, yeah, he's you know he's a you know he's a he's a bodybuilder, isn't he? So he's he's mm. in good he's in good condition. Even if he's got a bum ticker, he's still going to be in yeah. you know good condition. You're going to recover quicker because you're in good health. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were brokenhearted by Batman and Robin, so Arnie included, clearly because of the uh, reception and the the box office. I'm sure yeah. um, they did crucified this... the series for eight years. <laughs> uh, speaking of crucifixions, again, we'll get on to <laughs> well, that. Yeah, to coin the phrase, um... <laughs> um, this uh, I was checking it on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, how bad is Arnie's career at this point? The the critical reception for both Batman and Robin and this are both 11% on the Rotten Tomato meter. I don't, again, hold a lot of... I don't think it holds a lot of power, Rotten Tomatoes, but I was just kind of... I just want to see... It's score, isn't it? It doesn't mean anything. Exactly. I'm I'm never... I'm like, go see the film, make your own judgment, and then talk about it on a podcast if you want. But but yeah, for me, I was kind of like, I just wanted to see where it was, because I know after this, he did like Sixth Day again, which was a bit middling... Again, I do think that has one of the better Arnie quotes in there as well. Don't go in there, man. You shouldn't go in there. God doesn't want you to go in there. Well, then God shouldn't have killed my dog. Oh, uh, no, it's not. It's not even the one I'm talking about. Oh, the, the other one I you like. Go clone it. yourself. Why? So you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the one. You knew it. You knew it. That's my favorite. Um, and they probably, I reckon, they probably came up with the whole premise just for him to say that. Line. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, but again, that kind of has kind of biblical kind of meanings to it as well. And then I know, was it collateral damage that got delayed because of 9-11? Yeah, and that's not very good either. Right. And the, that, that's and- just it. The, 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 these films, sort of from Batman and Robin onwards, they, they are sort of like the tail end of his sort of power, if you like. Um, obviously, it, he, does make, he has made like a lot of films in the last few years of have done okay. And been somewhat fairly well received, but at this at this point, it was sort of like trailing off. Mm. It was it was the death of the action star, wasn't it? This That's what of, I was, was going to say. I was going to say like Seagal, Van Damme, Stallone. They were all yeah. kind of all struggling a little bit, trying to find a new niche or a new way. And it makes me think this this film specifically makes me think of Jack's podcast and back to the filmography as we mm. see the kind of you know he's charting the success, the ebb and flow of. Jason Statham's career and what you yeah. know, him trying out new things, and it not working, or you know, sticking to what he's good at and things like that. So I think this is one of you know Schwarzenegger's trying to do something different. He's going darker, he's going more adult, he's staying away from the comedies. Mm. Um, but it's also kind of a character piece or a, a kind of a challenging acting piece for him as well. Yeah, I think I think it is in in, in parts, but 
the problem with this film, and I think we'll, we'll probably end up getting into it, is that it's it doesn't really know what it wants to be, this film. At, at times it wants to be a thriller. At times it wants to be a, a gothic horror. At times it wants to be an action movie. At times it wants to be um, a fucking religious movie. Mm. Yeah, it, it just doesn't know what it wants to be. And I think it struggles, and I think that's the that, I think that's the major problem with the film is that it struggles to sort of decide where it's going and what it's going to do. It, it flitters between different ideas all the time. Some parts of it is as it's as dark and as and as dreary as Seven. Uh, at other points, it's as bombastic as fucking True Lies, and mm. it's like, well, d- decide which end of the spectrum you want to be on, um, and and go from there because there are there are really good there are really good moments in this film. That end up coming to nothing because it, it goes a different direction and becomes a bit too silly. And I think that's the problem. I think overall, I think the film just ends up becoming very silly. And uh, they, because of the way it's shot, performed, um, scored, the score, I think the score is yeah. terrible. Um, I think it just it just really undermines everything. It just it just doesn't fit. Nothing fits mm. for me. You know, the, I think the performances are, are okay. Mm. Um, and they are they are they are fairly decent, um, but they're not backed up by anything else you see in the film. I think it is a case of like the actors were literally um, doing the very best with what turns out to be some pretty naff shit. To be quite honest, yeah. I I, I again I I was saying to this before we started recording. I don't rem- I didn't remember this really sticking with me. I remembered mm. I remembered Gabriel Byrne and a lot of his kind of yeah. more silly, extremely memorable, extremely yeah. memorable. Yeah, he's, I mean, again, that's kind of the silly element, but it also is the is the most charming element to me of this film is that performance. Yeah, I feel if if Gabriel Byrne's sort of quite light hearted performance wasn't here, I think the film would be even worse for it. I think if it was ultra serious with what he was doing, it just wouldn't have the same wouldn't have the same fucking hit. I think it, I think it would have just been like, oh fuck off! This is ridiculous. It's too far too serious for its own good. But at the same time, the film's trying to be serious. So this is what I'm saying: like the confusion yeah. of its own identity. It's like, well, how 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 are you approaching it? What do you want to do? What you're showing me doesn't doesn't fit with what the actors are trying to do. Yeah. And then it's too dark, and I can't see, just can't fucking see anything. <laughs> you know, we'll get to that as well. Yeah, it's like it's just, it's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's a mash of loads of ideas that don't really quite click together, and it's a shame because I think there is, there is, there, at some point, there probably was a very good movie in here that's that suffered through just maybe some bad decisions or just inability to make it actually come off the page. I think a good example of of what you're talking about, Andy, is the kind of the tonal mess of it. Is that we get Gabriel Byrne that might have one of the best entrances to a film I've ever seen. Like the way he comes into, yeah. he gets possessed by the devil, this body, this man, this investment banker. Why does he want to put a hit on an investment banker? You know, why would the police yeah. do that? Um, he comes in, he comes out of the bathroom, he grabs his business partner's tit or his dinner guest tit, forcefully kisses her, leaves, stares at the guy, stares him down, goes outside, lights up a cigarette, the fucking restaurant experience. Yeah. Like, it's mental. It's crazy. It's yeah. funny. And it's laughable as well. Like, it's funny. Yeah. You're enjoying it. But then we, I, I think we almost immediately segue to Arnie waking up in his apartment, putting a gun to his fucking head. Yeah. And that's just it. Like, we, we've got, 
And I don't. Do you, do you really need to blow up the fucking restaurant? In hindsight, it's like, well, you, you've made you've made a statement, you know, that could quite you could quite easily leave it as that. It leaves the restaurant, leaving everyone fucking puzzled mm. as to his behaviour, and then immediately cut to Arnie with, with a gun with a gun to his head. Keep it, you know, keep some sort of level groundedness of like just how crazy the world's getting because the it's the backdrop of. Um, you know the the Y two K. You know yeah, yeah. all the hysteria about oh my god the world's going to end and everything. Keep keep it grounded. But no, they they go immediately for the bombastic and blow up the fucking restaurant. But is it actually fucking mentioned anywhere? I know because they do talk about right at the start when you see the 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 shape of the devil coming out of the sewer and all the explosions. They mention those gas explosions on the radio. Right. I don't think they ever mentioned the fact that about 50 or 60 odd people have just been fucking vaporised <laughs> in a restaurant. Did they just add that in at the end for, you know, oh, fuck it, we need something to really liven this opening up? Well, no, because it's actually, it's actually quite a, an entertaining, you know, interesting opening. You get the whole kind of like 20 years earlier, this, this meteor yeah. shower... Um, they call it Oculus Day, which I think is like God's eye or something. Yeah. This this meteorite goes past, and they're like, "This is the sign that this child will be born." And then we get this. <laughs> we get one of your favorite actors, Udo Kier. Um, yep. Love him. You know, stabbing a stabbing a snake, spraying it on a baby, and Miriam Margulies, um, <laughs> who comes in with maybe he's the midwife. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, and they're just Satanists. Okie doke. Yeah, sure. And then yep. the and we've got. I think is it Mark? I think his name is Mark Margolis or Mogolis. Yeah, he's died recently, hasn't he? Yeah, he he was he plays the priest. What I found interesting about this as well is that the priest and the pope are both actually in um, Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Yeah. So the priest is the guy who he knows who knows he's Daredevil, and he's like, "I'm not crazy about the outfit," you know, <laughs> and all that. <laughs> you know, um, and and then. Um, Daredevil did have a comic called End of Days. Okay, weirdly enough. Um, but yeah, it was just something I was like, oh yeah, shit. Um, loose thread oh, connections. Tremendous. Yeah, very, very, <laughs> very loose. This, this is my like maybe some sort of level of autism showing somewhere on the spectrum. These kind of <laughs> ideas that I'm, I'm connecting everything together. All the dots are being connected. Um, like and- fucking Charlie and uh, always sunny with his board of connections. <laughs> That's it. I've got all the, I've got all the yarn and everything tying it up. <laughs> Um, before we get too far into our our feelings on the film, even though I'm mm. pretty pretty sure we're quite have similar feelings about it, mm. um, what is the plot of this film? Like you said, uh, a child has been born who apparently Satan's going to want in twenty years' time for whatever reason. Yeah, so Satan somehow comes to New York. <laughs> To, we don't get an explanation. You just nope. pop up a sewer one day, and there he is. Prepare for a very vague film if you've ever yeah. seen a very oh, yeah, vague 100%. film, and not and not like purposefully interestingly vague, but like no, like like we didn't I... do, so we're just not going to fill in any gaps. Kind of vague, yeah. So the, the devils come to locate a, the, the the young girl, Christine. Um, at the same time, Arnold Schwarzenegger is working as a as a as a private hire. Um, I don't know, security, security man, officer, yeah, mercenary. It, I don't know. No, and again, is is another thing that's vague. It's in, it's implied, but again, you don't really know because it's no, never explicitly stated that he informed on cops, corrupt cops. Yeah, because he used to be a cop, and then they hired Hitman to kill his family. Yeah, but we don't know this. We don't. We're not. 
told this or, or no yeah do we he have... has a he's got a he's got a real distaste for other other cops in the film um he says you know he used to be um a religious man until um he lost his wife and his daughter um but again that, that's as much as you get so much of the information you get and and then he gets embroiled in this this weird sort of cult behavior um comes across by a pure ridiculous chance um the young girl and basically has to help her because nobody else will um and then he fights the devil <laughs> that's hey, it that's go. it yeah <laughs> I I think you've summed it up pretty well and pretty succinctly uh in spite of all the kind of holes and stuff um yeah the myriad of holes yeah well this this film kind of had a bit of a troubled production history because initially it was going to be um loads of people turned it down Sam Raimi Guillermo yeah. del Toro um shit ton of people were just like not for me um loads of actors turned it down um Kate Winslet Liv Tyler um it was originally supposed to be for Tom Cruise this film it was it was going to be a Tom Cruise vehicle I I can't really see that myself but no I, I don't know what that would have been but there was a, a kind of a, a kind of resurgence into kind of like satanic religious kind of horror films they had things like um the ninth gate you had stigmata that came out the same year as this with gabriel byrne as a priest funnily enough he studied to be a catholic priest in his youth yeah. as well so that's quite interesting he's gone from that to playing satan <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to uh, the catholic well, church the fly on that casting couch <laughs> i am catholic you know want to play satan yes <laughs> Absolutely. How much money is this? <laughs> Not uh, very much. Yeah. You son but, of a bitch, I'm in. But yeah, initially it should have been, apparently it was supposed to be Udo Kier. Udo Kier says he was going to be. Yeah. Sent. Yeah. And that, that goes back to what I was saying. Like, if I think if it, if it was more serious, I think it'd be even less of a film. I think if, if Udo Kier had been Satan, it would have been that very straight and dry yeah. um, performance that that he's well known for. It, it would have just made it even more difficult, I think, just to just to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, not least because you've got you're gonna have two Austrian um, German men, either ends of the, the villain hero spectrum. It might just been everyone might have just been Austrian out. <laughs> yeah, that's a, what is he saying? You know, <laughs> it, it does it does seem that maybe punch him. <laughs> it just punch punch Satan in the face. Come on, <laughs> it's a tricky one because again, they were they were they had this idea. They were like. It was a bit like when the o- the Omen remake came out, and they were like, "It's got to be out June six, two thousand six. Like with yeah. this, they were like, "It's got to be out, you know, winter nineteen ninety nine. It has to be out around this time. Yeah, can't be any later." And they lost Marcus Nip- Nispel, who was gonna du- who directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake and a few other things. Apparently, he made some outrageous demands, like a sixty four page document of demands. Um, they were like, yeah, something like that, but. Nispel apparently for said, yeah, film. yeah, for this <laughs> film, apparently. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of problems. So what happened was James Cameron, Ar- Arnie was interested, he was on board. James Cameron came on board to kind of organise it, not to direct or sort it out. Um, and he decided to pick uh, Peter Hyams, who is the director of Sudden Death, Time Cop. So he's he's 
he does action films. He did the mm-hmm. relic. We'll get onto the lighting because there was a lot of problems with lighting in the in the relic that we, that was criticised. Outland, Outland, and loads of other stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. quite a, I'm quite a big fan of Peter Himes' work. I think uh, 2010 he did as well the sequel to 2001. So he's not a bad choice. The main reason though was because he prefers night shoots, and so does Arnie, and so does James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. So that that was the that was kind of the and the, because they needed to kind of get it done quick, which they did. Like give all credit to Peter Himes, they got it out on time. You know, is it is it perfect? No, not by any stretch. But you know, they did they did get it out. But yeah, um, speaking of the lighting, what what are your issues with the lighting in this? Yeah, it it's just it's just really dark unnecessarily dark you don't really get a sense of any particular locations you know where they are what they're doing it even affects like it sounds really bizarre to say but it affects like the time of day and how long is actually the film is actually taking place you know is it taking place over a period of days is it one night? I don't know. You don't, you don't. I mean, obviously, towards the end of the film, yeah, obviously they start. Um, they do. They do put dates on screen, but they're they're even then, you know, like, blinking. You'll miss them. Yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't really. I think it it's it's very it's very claustrophobic as well. And I think there's a difference between keeping something claustrophobic for for horror. Again, it's all to do with the identity crisis of the film. If it's claustrophobic and dark for a reason for horror, you expect it because. A, you're, there's going to be some suspense. There's no suspense in this film whatsoever. You're anticipating out, out, outright horror. There's no outright horror in this film. No. You're expecting potentially jump scares. There's no jump scares in this film. So why is it so claustrophobic and so dark where people are sneaking through tunnels, sneaking into you know dingy environments? Yes, they're trying Subways to towards and- cults and cultism and you know this subsurface element of religious you know zealots and all of that but there's not enough of it to justify what they do with the lighting to justify what they do with the sets mm. it's, it's it's just it's just for show to make it look interesting and it doesn't look interesting my my biggest problem i think is the editing of the action sequences oh terrible Absolutely awful terrible horrific um, the helicopter the helicopter action sequence at the beginning of the film is garbage it is utterly garbage it looks terrible it's forced absolutely forced in and again that's what we're saying about the added bombastic they force in that helicopter action sequence for no reason because they go oh we kind of need it we need we need the restaurant to blow up also we, we, need, we need the action sequence of the helicopter why what what's it doing it doesn't do anything for the film no, it does absolutely doesn't. Also, confuse it confuses the fuck out of me because we can see that the devil. This is this is my problem with the devil is that he's all powerful immediately. Yeah, when he's possess when he's possessed Gabriel Byrne's body, who has apparently been prepared as well. It's re- it's a throwaway line, but his yeah. Christine has been prepared, and Gabriel Byrne's character he he's listed in the credits as the man. They have both been prepared to be these vessels for this unholy union, which will bring about the Antichrist and the end of the world, and you know, and the devil will take over and he'll rule yeah. heaven and earth. Blah 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 blah, and that and we get all that from Rod Steiger, the exposition priest, who is. Is absolutely one note. His performance in that film yeah. is just. I'm going to shout things all of the time. Okay, right. You don't understand things. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, like, just... it's that fucking monotone. You don't fucking hear what he's saying. No, it's like you just oh, miss no. it all. Like you, know, you come after it and you go, "What was he talking about then?" <laughs> yeah, and he sometimes. <laughs> what was that about? 
Yeah, and you're like, you're like, and this is all the information you get, just getting it shouted at you as well, yeah. like 1999, the year of his return, six six six. This is the symbol of the devil. You've got it on your wrist. We've got to protect you. We can't see you in churches. It's just like, <laughs> fuck me. Like for me, I would have preferred if uh, Gabriel Byrne, the devil, got more powerful as as he as he went along. That's w- that would make sense why he needs all these cultists and these satanists to help him, and yeah. like may- maybe he can empower them. Or... He doesn't need any of them at all, does he? No, he doesn't need any of them. And then even when they when he asks them to do stuff, they don't fucking do it. And then Udo Kier's like, you know, he, he shags his wife and daughter very bizarrely, and they start well... melting. Well, is it just what he's a dream or something? Mm, yeah, it's, a dream. it's very again vague as fuck. But here's my issue: yeah. if he's that powerful, that he can cause explosions and and all that other shit and fly around and punch people through the head, which he does do. Oh, hilarious! That's, <laughs> that's my favorite part of the entire film. Master, I couldn't get them to come here. <laughs> there is there is absolutely no. Let me put it this way: there's absolutely no reason for Arnie to be in this film. Why does the devil know someone's going to assassinate him? Why does he bother hiring a security team to look after him? I, I just don't see, I don't see the point. That's the only reason, the only way they can crowbar fucking Arnie into the plot is by going, oh, they'll hire him as a security guard. And um, I just, uh, there was there was no need for it. There's, there's, you barely even see Gabriel Byrne in that scene. He's like, he comes out of the cab and then he's in the car and then he's pushed back in the car. Yeah. If you weren't paying attention because of the fucking editing, the horrific editing, especially yeah. in that scene. I think that scene was uh, shot as like a... Um, like an add-on. They do reshoots because they couldn't figure out how to make any of it make sense. I think, it was, I think it was reshoots because, like you say, that scene, blink and you miss it. You don't even realise it's the same fucking people. say the same character. So, what? I think, I think, I think it, and why, it why also, why doesn't he just go? Because the, because Miriam Margolis is the, is the, the nursemaid <laughs> or the, the midwife. She yeah. lives with Christine. She looks after her. She takes care of her. And other safe and it's, hint, it's hinted that she's killed her, Christine's parents. Yeah. Well, apparently. Uh, how, uh, however way would she still be involved? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a random nurse at a fucking hospital. It's like, oh, I'm an orphan. Right. Okay. Carry on. Just yeah. again, throw away lines that are kind of like, oh, we kind of need to say this, but do we really? Yeah. And then, but if the Satanists are living with Christine, why doesn't he just fucking walk over there and then do, and like, you know, rape her and then cause the end of the, or why doesn't he just sit in the house with her and wait until that, the, the time comes? Yeah. What reason does he have for any of this? Like, no, yeah. The priest's supposed to know what's going on. Like if the, like people I don't I don't mind the priest kind of having insider information or the church having insider information. I don't mind that. But it's just there's a lot of kind of vagary to that. And again, a lot of the religious stuff, again, I don't mind the vagary behind that. So it's like, you know, your average Joe isn't gonna probably know about, you know, religious texts and things like that, the Bible and, and other stuff. So I don't mind that. But when it comes to like characters' backstory and like Getting them into the plot and getting us to know the characters and and yeah. and, and relate to the characters and you know I, I I think the film is better after the first act because the first act is a real fucking trudge. It's yeah. like it's like quicksand or wet mud or you're in the fucking trenches. You're like if I can just get through this bit, then you know and like 
the straight away the the priest is like the dark angel is is upon us and i just go yeah immediately that's lucifer the fact that he doesn't that he doesn't think that being a religious man yeah you know, supposedly a religious man i'd go oh that's that's satan then he's talking about satan and it takes him about halfway through the film to go oh no we're dealing with the actual satan get the fuck yeah. on with it like get on with it <laughs> Yeah, there's need- needless points to slow the progression of the film down. Like yeah. needless points, like ne- needless hurdles that characters go through and jump over. Investigatory shit that just yeah. is just mundane and like shit, like saying, shit version of seven basically. Yeah, like like I said, like I said, yeah. there's, there's seven moments when they go into this underground fucking place where Thomas Aquinas was fucking hiding out, and it's like, come on, fucking hell. You're just dragging this out. You're dragging it out to fill screen time. Mm. Fucking stop it. Yeah. Like, oh, look, he cut out his tongue. How gruesome. And Great. <laughs> good, good. Thanks. Okay. And then they've got, yeah. a picture, they've got a picture of the girl. And this is the bit where I think the, the writing is <laughs> at, at its absolute worst. When they, they have a picture of the girl, and they go, she's the one. We've got to find her. And 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 they go, really? oh, and they go right, how do we find her? Oh, I don't know. And then the priest is in the hospital, gets visited, and he's already carved in messages into his chest and then reading them. The doctor knows fucking Latin as well. And he's yeah. just fucking reading the message yeah. off the fucking... He's like, I'm pretty good at Latin. Do, 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 do. And they're like, oh, what could that mean? And it was like Christ in New York or Chris, Christos in New York or something like that. And and he goes, oh, well, maybe we're not looking for Christ in New York. Maybe it's like Christine or Christine York, maybe. G- Google, Google them. Christine York, go find her. And they, and they literally just stroll up as these extremist priests are trying to kill her. They've killed off the Satanists, yeah. and they're trying to kill her. Miriam Margulies is, is pissed off for to town or whatever she's doing, more Satanist yeah. stuff, I guess. Um, you know, some blood orgy, I'm sure she's involved in or something. <laughs> but, yeah, they rock up. I like that idea. I like the the kind of extremist priests. So they're like, well, if we kill her, they can't have this this communion yeah. or, you know, whatever well, you want to call well-meaning, it. Well-meaning Vatican employees. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that idea. That's not specifically a really bad idea. I quite enjoyed that. But, but yeah, and they just literally, they rock up and she's been attacked and she throws something out the window and they're like, oh, quick, get in there, you know. <laughs> and him and Bobby Chicago. Can we talk about the names of these characters? Um, for, for, what, what's his name? Um, Jericho Kane. Jericho Kane. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jericho Kane. Or JC. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fuck off. And Bobby Chicago. They, they're just like, they're just not even care. At this point, they don't even give a fuck, do they? They're just like, Bobby no. Chicago? Um, we, we just need a name. Just come up with a name. You, intern over there, <laughs> come up with a name. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Chicago, that'll do. You know what it is? It's 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 like in the in a film where someone's like trying to make up their like Mrs. Doubtfire and they're like looking at all these different magazines and things yeah. or Kaiser Soze, they're looking at all this, all this stuff and they're going, but Bobby, but Bobby Ch- Ch- Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Chicago name- pizza box next to it. Chicago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of usual suspects, we've got two of the cast in it as well. Certainly do. Not like another film, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, but probably a less problematic director, though, I guess. Uh, mm. <laughs> there, yeah. there you are. There you are. Yeah, um, yeah I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about the lighting because Arnie felt, based on the lighting and, and based... So the editing was directly affected by the lighting. The editors were like, we're struggling to edit these scenes because they're too dark. Why am I not surprised? However, that day, that one in broad daylight is still... 
edited very very fucking poorly. But well, again, yeah. Yeah. but again, again, the editor isn't like he's worked with him before. He's worked with him on Sudden Death. He worked with him on Time Cop. He's not like a complete mm. novice to him or his work. It's it's a relationship, a previous relationship. They've clearly worked, understood each other. But in this one, it's just like I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> and he's you know Arnie's being strung up like a fucking marionette and and thrown around, and like and they drop him for some reason from the helicopter all of a sudden, like these. Yeah, they're just all of a sudden like oh we'll just drop him even though he's struggling with this guy with a gun. That's I'm sure that's really helpful for Arnie. Yeah, I don't I don't know what was going on there. I don't know whether he let go of the catch or whatever. I don't fucking know. You can like that's a long ass robe. Yeah. You couldn't tell because it's of the fucking editing. You can't, you can't, yeah. you know. And then they're up, they're up and they're down. They're up and they're down. And I'm just like, yeah. what is fuck is going on? Um, I did that in to try and force in some some tension, and some suspense, and it's just, it's just completely flat. I think I think you're right. It makes me think of of the Rock when they put in that bombastic car chase. You know, when yeah. Because they, they even though it wasn't in the script, they're like, no, we're going to yeah. put this in right now because we need it, or you know. But I think that kind of it kind of works with that film. But in this, it's kind of like yeah, because it's just fucking ludicrous. Whereas this, it's well well crafted ludicrous. Mm, okay. Whereas this one, the helicopter thing in this is just not. It's, it doesn't even look good. Yeah. There's no there's no part of it that looks good. And how does it make sense? How does a security firm get all that ammunition, gunfire, have a helicopter, all this, and they're allowed to just literally buzz New York? In this yeah. in this helicopter, no one's saying fuck yeah. all about it. The police are not involved. You know, Flying no. inside the city limits, below the skyline, literally because they no. drop down. They <laughs> drop down into the road to pick up Arnie and, yeah. and Bobby and Bobby Chicago, or Kevin Pollock, and yeah. and then they're just right. Absolutely back not. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, I can't get too close. Or oh, the the rotors will go. All right, <laughs> done some. Fucking, done some where fucking... was that alarm? Where was that alarm and worry when you're parked on the fucking street? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> so, so Arnie wasn't entirely sold that Pete Hyams was the guy. Like James Cameron was like, "No, trust me, he's the guy. He's definitely the guy." And that first thing they shot was that alley fight scene where all the Satanists are coming and then they they crucify Arnie. Yeah. Um. And he's he's watching the dailies and he's like, "I can't see what the fuck is going on in these dailies. I can't, you know." Yeah. And and. Pete Himes is Pete Himes is like he's like James Cameron's like you know because again his last film The Relic which I quite like is very dark but I think for a horror film it's okay it kind of works but yeah, I think like I think say. for this yeah it's this is not a horror film um, it's more of a just kind of a cult or you know religious you know thriller I guess more so than anything but basically like. He's like, why don't we do, you know, and Arnie was like, in this section, why don't we do some handheld stuff? Like, because I'm being beaten up in this alley and we can give it this kind of like, you know, documentary feel kind of thing that's mm. really happening. And I'm getting knocked about a bit. Beat Hyman's went, no, I don't like that. It's shit. I don't like that. Yeah. And, it, and then he went, okay, fair enough. Um, what about the lighting? It seems a bit dark. He was like, no, you're used to Cameron's lighting. Uh, Cameron overlights everything. It's shit. I don't want that. Not interested. And, and Arnie was like, okay, right. You're the boss. You know, but yeah, so yeah, he basically said that. But and this is what Arnie said about you know the issues of the film. But then Peter Hyams, you know, I think I'm, I don't know where I'm getting this from exactly. I can't remember where I got it from. But Peter Hyams, I think it was an interview. But Peter Hyams has nothing but respect for Arnie. He doesn't you know doesn't 
bring up anything. He doesn't say, oh, he was difficult to work with or anything. He literally says mm-hmm. nothing. But apparently all this stuff is from Arnie's perspective that he said. So, mm-hmm. so it might be a good thing, might have been a bad thing, not sure. But might yeah. might might not have happened. I don't know. Um mm-hmm. could be could be Arnie misremembering it, but um it's not I I I think certain scenes I don't mind it in, like when they're going down in the black mass, I think it works. And yeah, there's the certain scenes where it does work, but I think the 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 lighting directly affects the editing, which makes it look shit, which is my my biggest problem with it. I think. Yeah. Um. You were t- you were saying about the score. I think I, I agree with the score as well. It's it's just very it's very flimsy. It's it's basic. Yeah, I don't know when 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 the devils wander around, you get this. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm bored. It, it's annoying me. It's doing me head in. It's doing but nothing for me. It's because it's a shit. Because oh, it's God. a shit. It's a shit version of the Omen. The whole yeah. film, the whole film is very influenced by Rosemary's Baby. Very influenced by by the Omen, and the Omen does that. You know, Victus Dominus, yeah. and does that to much better effect than this film ever could. Yeah, and it, again, it's just cliche. It's just cliche ridden. There's nothing, nothing that, that pops with any specific scene. It doesn't really hit. At any point, it becomes like like the film in general is just completely forgettable right away. Through apart from just the, the the boring fucking yodeling of the fucking choir boys or whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> just nothing, just nothing for me. And it's very, it's like it's this same theme. It's just like oh oh yeah. oh. Yeah, I was it's... just like every every it was it was really repetitive that yeah. That's it. It's just it, it, monotone repetitiveness. When either you should be either ramping it up or changing tone, direction, something. But even yeah. I think even anything the, different. I'm I'm with you again. Even the action sequences, it's it's very generic, very yeah. generic. Like dun 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 dun. You know all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And again, again, it doesn't it doesn't help. It doesn't give all this fast editing is is trying to trick you into thinking this film is moving at a pace when it really isn't as well yeah like it's it, that again that first half is like dragging dragging yeah. dragging it like you've already figured it out you know what this film is about it's arnie versus fucking satan get to it let's see this yeah and again we're like oh who's this what's she connected to and, and again i think i think you're right i think when it when it steers into that silliness and that kind of over the top kind of again bombastic the kind of bizarreness of it i think it kind of works but then we'll we'll periodically go back and it's like uh, you know my fucking family died i should have been there and again i think that but i think that 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 section works as well that tempting devil but i think that's mostly because arnie's working his ass off on that and gabriel burns doing is is nailing it as well i think like for me i i will say i think the finale is pretty good i think the finale is pretty solid yeah i think the uh, the subway stuff the black mass to the subway to the church to the end i think all kind of works for me i think that's paced pretty well but again it's just getting there it's just you know having this monotone priest you know just exposit dialogue and yeah. I hate exposition. I know, I know, don't I know it? And in this film, I fucking did too. And like, and Christine is just like this <sighs> wet flannel of a character. Yeah, like she doesn't yeah. do. She like at the end, she's like, I need to help. I need to do something. Oh, here's a gun. I'll give you a gun. 
and then like she shoots him and, and that's it. She's like, oh yeah, I did. I'd shot one shot off and now I'm back to being the damsel in distress. I can see why yeah. G- Jennifer Connelly turned it down as well. I can see why all these a- actresses turned it down because it's a pretty thankless, one note, isn't it? thankless role. Yeah. There's no depth to it. There's no, like we don't know anything about her. No, we don't. We, we see very brief again, very brief remnants of her, you know, her losing her parents. Uh, we don't know the circumstances. We don't know how it's affected her life. She seems to be quite happy. Um, yeah. um, you know, is that because the cultists have kept her in relative, you know, happiness and tranquility? Um, we don't know because we don't see any of that either. Why? Um, why? Why is she learning Italian? Yeah, don't know. We, we just don't know anything. We don't know anything, and it, it just it just smacks of put that in, make that look that's interesting. Put that in. Oh, that's 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 fun. Put that in. No, it just. It, Weak, very weak. But yeah, let, let's let's talk about that scene with with Gabriel Byrne. That kind of that it's a kind of a classic, you know, Jesus in the dev in the desert being tempted by Satan. That kind of oh, look at all yeah. this. Look what you could have. Look what we could do. Look what we can do for you. Like and we and we see Gabriel Byrne does have the power to bring um, people back from the dead. So it's not like he's lying. Yeah. It's something he could. Well, I mean, it could be lying. And again, I, I love, I love that sequence where he gets like defenestrated. <laughs> just like <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> yeah, very, very like Disney, car- like Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Um, but again, that's when it's somebody going out the window. Yeah, and again, it like lands on it. And but again, though those moments where where it kind of steers into that silliness skid is where is when the film is like fun again. But then very briefly, do we get those moments? And again, yeah. They're mostly because of Gabriel Byrne just absolutely hamming it up and having a great time. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He's just um, all, all for me. All the best sequences are when Gabriel Byrne is fucking shit up. Hmm. I absolutely love the bit where the the skateboarder comes past him and like fucking yes. knocks into him, and he goes, "Oh, nice shirt." He goes, "Fuck you, man," or whatever it is, and yeah. rides up and he goes, "Hey, kid," and then he gets hit by a bus. And then he, he, some beautiful woman walks past him. He does like a little sort of like a, a look. He follows her and then sort of raises his eyebrows and then fucks off. Mm. Brilliant. There's also a bit which I only noticed on my on this this latest watch. Mm. Um, he's at the ice ring, um, watching them all ice skate. And I think it's and you, you hear over the music uh, tidings of comfort and joy. And he sort of does like a wry smile and then fucks off. Mm. Little moments like that, just little little flecks of acting, little flecks of. Just having a bit of a having a bit of a laugh, a bit of fun with it. Obviously, he probably thinks it's a, a bit of a fucking nothing burger of a of a film, but hmm. he's just acting out, isn't he? Yeah. Loving it. And that's that scene with Arnie of like, you know, you know, positing these gifts, you know, um, if he turns to the dark side, as it were, you know, it, it it's the, it's what it's that one portion of the film where you actually actually feel like there's something to invest in. In in the acting right the way through is 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 that moment that scene where you're like okay hmm. I'm actually listening I'm interested yeah I'm interested in what you've got to say because the rest of it is like you said far too vague too quick just done done and gone whereas this that 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 scene we settle down and we sit in for a couple of minutes while they have this back and forth and it works yeah absolutely just. Two two performers doing their absolute best, and again it, it works. And it, and again, that's why it's the most. That's why it's got the most memorable line is from that scene. Yeah, because that's the scene everyone remembers. 
you know, yeah. or, or, or when Satan turns up at the end or when he turns up at the start. Those are the three key scenes for me where it's like, I think that you said it best is like the stuff with Arnie in isn't as good as the stuff where Gabriel Burns on screen. You're waiting for yeah. Gabriel Burns to come back and have some fun. And like, yeah, I, I, and I think that would have been a better way of of introducing his character to a degree if we were, were like lowering his power level. And like, if the opening scene was him saying, "Hey, kid," you know, and, yeah. and did and did that, and then he got up to a point where he's grabbing tits and exploding buildings and stuff. Yeah, you know, like if we if we build up to that, or maybe the or maybe if he's his human vessel is like. Um, he's so powerful that the like the human vessel is is like disintegrating or something like that. Like he's losing yeah. the ability to have an effect on the physical world or something. I don't know. Like yeah. we get we get those we get those bits of imagery, don't we? We have that bit on the on the subway with Christine when she sees that oh with, yeah that weird guy who just mm. like when she interacts with him and he, he shatters completely. And she describes it as like a porcelain doll kind of thing just shattering before her. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting bit of imagery, but we don't get any follow up of anything else like that. Yeah, it, this, this isn't my over overriding thoughts with the like the, the entirety of the film. There are so many individual interesting ideas that are, that are thrown in there, like with the, the weirdness of of that guy on the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like um, I don't know how to describe him. He's like some sort of weird. Punk rocker, like oh yeah, he's got like rocker yeah. kind of thing, isn't it? It's kind of like a homeless, and, yeah, some sort of yeah. homeless punk or something. And the way he's just staring at her is, yeah. is weird and bizarre. He never takes his eyes off her, and he walks over to her and he's smiling at her. He's gonna fuck you. He's gonna fuck you, Christine. Yeah, yeah. and then he just he shatters into yeah. like all these pieces. Interesting, interesting mm. fucking symbolism. Interesting fucking visuals. Yeah. We, we don't get any further of that. We don't get anything else like that. Because she que- she starts questioning her reality about what what she what, what she's seeing is it real is it what I've been experiencing my whole life? She even says I've I've been seeing stuff like this my whole life, and yet we never see it again. Yeah. We never see anything else that makes do, her question do, what's going on. We do get some some bits like the apple, you know, when they they have the apple and there's people in the apple. Yeah, and but Arnie sees that as well. Yeah, true. Um, the, the dream sequence, yeah, okay, we yeah. get it with the dream sequence, but yeah. nothing, nothing that really sort of has the same sort of weight. The the amount to nothing is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, true. The Fair amount enough. to nothing. Yeah. The, the visual the visual impact cues. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like shit cameos in a TV series or in a movie designed to make you go, oh. And that you get nothing, you get no other reward for it. You don't get anything following up for it. They're just they're just there to elicit an immediate response. But it doesn't work because, like I said before, the film's not a horror. The film's not trying to be scary. So those moments aren't scary. Yeah, they don't they don't mean anything. They don't they don't have any impact. Like what are they trying to do with the apple? Were they trying to shock the audience? Were they yeah. trying to scare us by making us jump? Because it's pretty pretty much a jump scare, isn't it? Yeah, I to be. She picks up the apple, looks at it, it goes. Ding! There's all these things, fucking yeah. figures in it. It's like, yeah, like, it's like writhing, writhing bodies or, or yeah. maggots or something. Yeah. It, make, it, it makes the jump scare noise, but you don't react to it because it doesn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking bizarre to try and explain. Like, like it's like holding this glass. I mean, they've even they've even got and then the, looking at it and it yeah. jump scare noise happening. I'm like, well, why is that happening? Because it's just really? a glass. Yeah, like, what what are you doing? They even have the cliche jump scare of the cat. Oh God, yeah, fuck off. Yeah, open the fridge. There's a cat in it. What? What? What are you? What are you doing? What does this mean? <laughs> 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 How more horror cliche can you get? 
yeah it's it's not it's not great it's not great again i don't i don't hate the film i just no, and i I don't it's it's weird i don't hate it but i do feel like it's got a lot of problems like a lot of problems yeah and again maybe originally maybe maybe when it was a tom cruise vehicle maybe it was it was a bit different it was more like a thriller maybe or maybe less less in line with arnie's particular talents yeah potentially and even and even then like there's not many scenes of him like firing guns and doing his thing is there really like not really no you've got the opening you've got the helicopter marionette fiasco clearly fucking added in yeah if you think of it as being a a tom cruise vehicle okay tom cruise is is known for action movies but then only now yeah yeah, he was was still playing around wasn't he yeah I think he did. Was it Magnolia he was doing instead then? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. He, t- he turned it yeah. down. To, he turned it down to do Magnolia. Yeah, because exactly. he was. He, if, had they had they done Mission Impossible two at this point? I can't remember. I think that's two thousand one. I want to say. Right. Okay. So yeah, he's still playing around, isn't he, with different roles? Vanilla Sky, yeah. Magnolia, fucking eyes wide shut. There's all. He, yeah. He's still still he's still messing about. So. If you look at that guy, it probably probably wasn't an action movie. Probably no. that helicopter scene probably wasn't even in the fucking script. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't believe. They've added it in because Arnie's on board. We need to get an action start. We need to get an action scene in there because we've got an action star now. But it's Whereas not like if you, if you don't, if you don't, and focus in on the fact that Arnie is actually quite a, quite a good actor mm. um, when you know when when he's actually emoting and fucking digging into the work, mm. digging into the words on the page. He is actually pretty fucking good. I also like again one of one of our big problems again the score, <laughs> the editing, <laughs> the lighting. But another one of the big problems was clearly the writing. So I, I looked yeah, up who did the writing. All over the place. I looked up who did the writing. The guy who did the writing did the Hollow Man, Hollow Man, which I've covered on the podcast, which I love, and I think it's a very kind of clever film. I don't know how much Verhoeven had on that, but how much control yeah. he had on it. But he also wrote one of your favorite films, Air Force One. Wow, interesting. But again, let's be straight. Air Force One isn't exactly a pinnacle of writing, is it? No, no. But but it's... again, I think it's the same thing. I think it's the thing with like mid nineties action movies. They work on the strength of the performances, don't they? Yeah. As opposed to the quality of the writing, because mm. Gary Oldman is that fucking film alongside Harrison True. Ford. True. You have any other actors in that film, it ain't for it ain't fucking hitting the same way. It ain't flying. No. You take crazy Gary Oldman out of that film, delivering those lines, it ain't the same film. Mm, true, true. But then again, like with this, I think, like you said, if you take out Gabriel Byrne, it's it's a dog shit film, I think. Even if Arnie yeah. even if Arnie is still in it, I don't think you're you're enjoying it. Yeah. I think it would it would garner worse reviews, worse critical appraisal. Um, but yeah, just it's really, really difficult for me to even like make my mind up on this because again, yeah, because there it, are there are good moments in it, there are fun yeah. moments in it. There's there's little, there's little flecks of brilliant moments like when he, he, when Gabriel Byrne punches Udo Kier's face off, yeah, or through punches through his skull. It's so quick. It's so quick. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Miriam Margulies fucking beating Arnie up. What is that? <laughs> when, when, when I was rewatched it, I was like, has she, has she been imbued with some devil powers? Yeah. She's ultra strong. She's throwing them around left, right, and center. And you're like, but again, it's that, that vague, that vagary of it. <laughs> if she'd been given some, some abilities, 
by the devil, hmm. then it would make sense. The fact that she isn't, you sat there going, how the hell is she doing this? What, the, what does it all mean? Maybe she's like, maybe she's like the kingpin, or all the all what we think you know is fat is actually yeah. just pure one hundred percent muscle because <laughs> she pushes a piano on him. Like it's not like yeah. She's like he he's on the piano as well. He's, mm. he's on the yeah. piano, like trying to climb over it, and she she pushes it back and then gets slams the wall. against the against the wall, and then she's pushing on it mm. to crush him into the wall. And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, and he, that... only, he only wins by throwing a head first into a table. <laughs> Brilliant, and again, again, the the editing is garbage in that scene as well. Yeah, but, it's all but, but I kind of understand, you know, that Miriam Margulies is not an action star. No, you know, it's 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 going to have to happen. So I kind of forgive it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but again, because it's having a little bit of fun with it, I don't yeah. mind it because it's just like, oh, she's just gone absolutely crazy, person, insane. But then you're right; like the priest can speak without a tongue. Is yeah, he, is he been imbued by powers by God? Is this God's will? Is this again? We don't we don't get anything from that, do we? No, nothing comes of that. It's just a, it's it's a, a single serving piece of mystery in the film that doesn't really. I mean, maybe we don't need answers. Maybe it, no, you know. But at the same time, they hover over it because they find the tongue, and yeah. then and then it, beca- then it becomes nothing. It signifies nothing. Yeah. So they, they 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 give us they give us the, the mystery. They continue with the mystery, and then they fuck off, <laughs> which is what they do at every major point in this film with all the different bits and pieces. Like and like, why why is Arnie like, so like, like why is Arnie so determined to to know like you can't do this on every security job when something like unexplained happens yeah. you can't just go off on one and be like well I'm just going to follow this lead even though I don't I want to fucking kill myself anyway so let's yeah. fucking go like he why is he so interested in this one particular thing is it because it's a priest is it because you know he's you know he's a former elapsed you know catholic himself but again we don't know that about him yeah. That, at that point, we don't know anything about him. Yeah. Because that that would have been interesting to have. Do you think? Do you think Arnie's character needed needed like a? We had the we have the say say we take away the the Oculus Day stuff and the priest and the Pope and we've got to find this girl. Say we cut that out, right? Take that out. That's yeah. not happening. We don't know about that. It's not. We have no information on that. And replace that with Arnie's family getting killed, or him testifying against the corrupt cops. Did that scene need to be there instead of that? Would that? I don't know because because then you're pointing towards a different film entirely, aren't you? Mm. You're pointing towards oh, is this a revenge thriller? Yeah, and but, that's not what the film ends up being either. No, true, but but again, it's it's kind of needed to get. I don't know. I just it's so I muddled. Think, like, but yeah, it's it's so muddled that I think if you try and take out certain parts of the film and replace them with other things, other ideas, mm. something else won't work further on down the line. Yeah. Because right. the amount of the amount of stuff that's left unconnected will jumble it up even more. It's it's a it's a fucking mess. The film the film's an absolute fucking mess. From from the top to the bottom, it's an absolute fucking mess. Because clearly it, it does look like they've had the they've had the they had the basics basic idea of what the film was going to be sure. and then changed it based on the star power and the director and went from there. So they did things on the fly. You can you can see it a fucking mile away. They did yeah. stuff on the fly because because the the lack of connectivity of certain certain elements, certain parts, the, mm. the throwaway characters that do nothing, that go nowhere, they're just there to fill up time and space and energy. 
Like the whole thing with like 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 Marge, the the fucking cop. Was it was she his old boss? Did they work together? Is she the one that made the hit? We, or does he suspect her as being the one that called the hit on his on his family? Also, what, also, what, what also we they they get to the priest's address because they pulled some evidence out of his wallet and they go, yeah. oh, oh he's, he used to go to this bar. Let's see where he lives. Someone took him home one night. Again, very like, uh, he does this and to do that, to do this, to get to this information, to get that and to understand this. It's just very fucking like by the numbers boring as well. It's just like, oh, and and again, CCH Pounder kicks the door in, goes into the, the priest's flat and they're found there. And you th- and you think, right, well, you're fucking coming downtown. You're going to answer yeah. some fucking questions. How the fuck are you it? She literally is like, off, off you fucking go, this private yeah. security firm. Um, again, yeah, like, was she was she involved? Was she potentially corrupt? But, you know, uh, or is yeah. she still corrupt? You know, that could have been interesting to explore. Um, she becomes corrupted by the devil later on. But, but yeah. yeah it's- how, when, and why? <laughs> What is their relationship? They've all, uh, clearly got a fractious relationship. Yeah. But again, we don't know anything. Bobby Chicago, why is he, you know, sticking around? Why is he, you know, looking after him? What is the, what is their relationship? I think he's yeah. I think Kevin Pollock's great in this in, in the the small amount of time he has. Um, I think he comes across really well. I think he's interesting, but also vague as fuck. Like there's nothing about there's nothing about yeah. him. I think he's got a bit of banter going and he's got chemistry with Arnold. You know, yeah. like like the moment where he comes back to life, seemingly comes back to life, and he's like, and he's just been dealing with the devil, and he's like, you know, he's wrapping his his hand up after the glass, you know, and he's like, right, um, I don't know if it's you. <laughs> Shoots him, he's like, you fucking, you're bleeding, you're you're in pain. He's like, yeah, you fucking shot me. <laughs> you know, you shoot me for? <laughs> you know, and uh, and just before Arnie makes the worst smoothie I've ever seen in my life. Oh um, man, yeah. Like, he's like, I was just pulling myself together, and he's like, you're gonna, you're gonna have to pull a little harder, pal. You know, yeah. <laughs> literally just before he's gonna shoot himself in the face. And that that smoothie, I've, I, I think I managed to to get all the ingredients, a list all oh, the ingredients. Tremendous. Andy, would you like to hear? <laughs> this is more interesting than the actual film. <laughs> Go on. So he's got in there. He's got um, Pepto Bismol. Ah, he's definitely got Pepto Bismol. I think there's some beer in there. I'm pretty yep. sure there's beer. Now, I think the one I'm really not sure on is the Greek... I believe it's Greek yogurt he puts in there as well. Mm, interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely beer, definitely Pepto-Bismol. Not sure about the Greek ro- yogurt. Someone tell me different if I'm wrong. Chinese food, like out of those yeah. classic containers, yeah. and, then he, and then he picks up some floor pizza, and then he blends it all together. Oh, there's a chicken bone as well, I remember, like a chicken bone, I think. Yeah, cool. So, I think he puts that in, blends it all together. Chicken. And he offers, offers Bobby Chicago some, and he's like, I'm good, thanks. He's like, breakfast is the best meal of the day. <laughs> Most important meal of the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, um, and again, this sure is, it is. And again, this is a scene directly after he's trying to, trying to the same scene where he tries to shoot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The inconsistency of tone yeah. uh, riddled in the film. Just, no problem. Yeah, fuck me. Uh, I will say I will say this. They do they do call out the writing in one scene, I think, is actually pretty good because they go, Arnie calls out the bullshit of it happening on New Year's Eve, Eastern time. Yeah. Which I was quite like, I was like, yeah, why does the devil need to do it directly at Eastern time, specifically New Year's Eve in New York? And he's like, he's like, oh no, it's the 
it's the celestial calendar. It's the the aligning of the stars. And, of course, you know all that sort of bollocks. But I, I, I I'm glad. I'm glad that they they knew that was going to be an issue. Like. And yeah. they and they address they it. Laugh it off. Yeah. yeah. At least they address it. Like in other films, they just be like, "Is it happening on this date?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, but why this point in this area localized? <laughs> why not fucking Rome?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why not fucking Rome? Vatican, yeah. Called. You know, is it because she's there? And and again, they were like, they were like, "Oh, why are you involved? Why am I involved? What what's this to do with me?" Christine says, and he's like, "The stars were right when you were born." Okay. Not not a, you know. Not a ton of other people being born at that exact moment. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all, over, yeah. all over the Tremendous. world with those stars being aligned. They didn't think of that, did they? How accurate. <laughs> um so let's let's talk about the ending of, of this film. Because I did I did quite enjoy the the sequence where again the black mass, you know, Bobby is revealed to be a traitor and he's like, You're gonna kill him for me. And again, this yeah. is this is where Satan could literally like cast hellfire at Arnold. Kill all of the worshippers. Yeah. His power level is is all power. Yeah. Um, but still he can get blown up by grenades and things. Um mm. he starts looking a bit like Candyman towards the end. The the kind of way his like exposed like chest cavity and ribs and stuff. Like yeah. very, very uh and, he, and he's wearing that kind of I I think I could have done without the kind of the robe. He wears this kind of like Satanist robe. I felt that was a bit was a it's bit, a bit too, cheap, isn't it? It's a bit yeah. Cheap. Cheap tat. I was just like, uh, I was like, I mean, it's okay. It's not the most enthralling of climaxes. No, but I think considering what we've had, like marionette Arnie and and other shit, and <laughs> you know, I'm I'm quite happy with you know the the timing, the pacing is right, the you know the characters are right. It's you know it's built up to this moment. It feels like maybe I was just ready for the film to end at this point. I was like, maybe yeah. I was just like, okay, you're, you're, will, you're willing it on. Yeah, you come on, let's do have it. A, an impactful ending, and yes, and you, yeah. and you and you're behind Arnie. You know, you know the stakes. You know the situation. Again, it's been a rocky road to fucking get there, but we finally we finally get to that moment. They're they're fighting on this train, and this train driver is like, and again, in an abandoned subway train in New York. I don't entirely, yeah. I don't entirely buy that on New Year's not Eve. At all. Not on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> the, the busiest time of year for the city. <laughs> Um, like run him down, train. Yeah. <laughs> run him down, runs him down. He's still climbing and doing all this other stuff. Um, and then they used a lot of effects in this film, so they had like Stan Winston bought, built a, a Satan, yeah, suit, yeah, uh, like I, a practical, I, yeah. One of the things I did read is that it wasn't big enough, <laughs> mm. so they, they had to sort of like CGI it up as well to the detriment of the work they'd done on the, on the models and whatever, yeah, which. Yeah. Uh, Probably a shame, really, isn't it? Shame, yeah. I can't. I understand it, and but they were pretty confident with their special effects, and I d- yeah, I don't hate that design either. I think that's because they they tried to steer away from the the more stereotypical kind of Satan design. I kind of yeah. like. I kind of. I, I you know, it's kind of gargoyle esque, but then there's like intestines and kind of octopus Lovecraftian elements to it. Um, yeah, it is. It's quite a lot of Lovecraftian fucking. Mm. Clue through kind of shit going on, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, I think it was it very much. It's very much that that kind of carpenter esque feel to it. That kind of um, Prince of Darkness yeah. going on, that kind of stuff. Uh, Mouth of Madness. But yeah, so I, I quite like that. And again, we have the devil comes up and he's like he's making that like church just absolutely explode. That was like a whole miniature itself, the church yeah. um, and the subway scene. Really, really good stuff. Like excellent. Just 
quality miniature work going on there. Like, and it looks great. Like, it looks fucking good. I think. I think some days I'm like, I do miss miniatures. Yeah, there's something to be said for the old miniatures, isn't there? Yeah, you can really do a lot with you know explosions and um, set design and really push them. I mean, they had it with Batman Begins and and the Bat Tank, the Tumbler. In the Dark Knight, that was all miniature work, and it, it fucking adds up. It, it stacks up. Yeah. Still looks great to this day. You wouldn't know the fucking miniatures. <laughs> you wouldn't know they were fucking remote controlled. I didn't know that. I, 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 you you telling me now? Now I'm like, oh shit, yeah, of course. But yeah. like again, I I buy into it. I'm believing in it. I'm you know, it's a it's a real shame we don't get. I guess I guess Chris Nolan went from miniatures to actually like flipping fucking trucks after that, didn't he? So. <laughs> It's like a well, step up. I mean, the, the flipping of the truck was actually a, a, a real fucking thing. They put a massive fucking piston in it underneath the carriage and detonated it and flipped the truck. Mm. That's what I mean, though. He's gone from again, yeah. Batman Begins his miniatures, and then he's going right. Well, I'm going to take it to the next level and really do it. Yeah, fucking flip an entire fucking eighty wheeler. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Well, I mean, he wanted to set off a nuclear bomb for Oppenheimer, didn't he? So, well, yeah. Probably, probably best not. Probably yeah. best not. Probably a good thing. Probably best not. What's interesting about this is we get um, we get in the church. He possesses Arnie. Now, this is really interesting because we were talking about stuff that was left out. So we've talked about how screen tests are sometimes the absolute enemy of a film. Hundred percent. And the different different strokes because you get you can get a very narrow minded view of a film. Loads of people. If you if you invite your target audience, exactly. for example, you get a very narrow minded view saying, "Oh, it's great! Everyone's going to love it." Um, and then it, people don't. And then you get the opposite where they say, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, this needs to be in some. We we think this needs to be in instead." And they'll do it, and it'll have the complete opposite effect. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's there. I, I, I'm surprised we still do them, to be honest. Yeah. To a degree, I'm I'm surprised. Um, like DC still do them, and they always they're always like this screen test went really well, or this screen test went really bad. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, get the film out, and I'll fucking decide. Just yeah. shut up. Don't because all they do is in, invite people, and that would obviously want to be there. Obviously, want to be there and want to want to experience, you know, the best. But D- DC. Problem. Warner Bros aren't the aren't the best of people because they also pay people to review it. Oh, but that's I mean, that's that skewers. I mean, it's, it's, it skewers the fucking result, doesn't it? it? Skewers the result. It tells you it doesn't tell you what you need to hear. It doesn't tell you what you need to hear. Like we've seen, we've seen countless films this year fall by the wayside. I mean, obviously, the the latest Indiana Jones film had a number of fucking test screenings that did not go well. And it got to the point where they couldn't fucking salvage that film. They, they couldn't salvage it. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't change anything about it to the point where I think they fucking, what, 350 million budget or something, trying to fix whatever it was over the years. And most right. recently, like, we've had the Marvels as well. You know, I'm not going to get too much into it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I, I saw it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. But again, I can see same why. Same problem. Same problem. It went test screen after test screen and reshoot after reshoot, allegedly. And what's happened? It's <laughs> come and gone already. I mean, at the time we're recording, it's come and gone already, which is it has unheard yeah. of, absolutely unheard of. I'm I'm glad I'm glad I saw it when I had the chance. Um, but yeah, it's it's already like it's it's like streaming now. They're just pulling stuff that doesn't perform. Willow on Disney Plus, though, like the show. 
some people really enjoyed it and they had a good time with it. And then it just I was never like, got around to see it. Yeah, because it got pulled, mate. It got pulled because yeah. nobody watched it. So they were like, fuck it. We'll we'll put that in the fucking vault for, for no yeah. one else to ever see again. And again, there's no they're not releasing DVDs or Blu-rays. Nobody can burn that or copy that or save that or put it in their shelf. Like yeah. it's, it's it. That's it. It's gone. Destroyed. Like Warner Bros. have literally been doing tax write-offs for, you know, various films. They've been um, you know, limiting the amount of like animated stuff they're doing like scooby-doo products and things that they own you know they're like nah i'm not gonna release it put all this work and effort into it quite the coyote versus acme um there's people investigating david zaslav now because they think there's something dodgy going on yeah with with him doing this and other other people are literally not not entertaining meetings with warner brothers because they know that yeah some directors guild fucking said don't go to any meetings yeah, don't don't go, don't go because if you make something, yeah, you might get paid for it, but you'll it'll never see the light of day. Yeah. Potentially, technically, you can't get credited for it because you, yeah. it's never been released, and <laughs> you, and you won't get you won't get the fucking residuals that the, the writers and the yeah. actors have been fucking fighting for. And David Zaslav's a big problem to do with that. He's a big fucking component in that problem. Yeah. Uh, even made a comment where he was like, "I don't mind overpaying people," and it's like, uh, "David, you're not overpaying them. You're just paying them fairly." There's a difference. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Zaslav. But this is another rant for another time, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, but anyway, going back to the film, screen tests. They went yeah. pretty. They went pretty well. Screen tests. However, the original ending where Arnie lives, um, God comes down yeah, in, really in some it. in some form. God comes down. I don't know if it's a a dude in a white beard or if it's just the the idea of God or the magic of God or you know, light shining through the window, the stained glass window or something, heals him, he's back to normal, and then he ro- romantically, I think, kisses Christine, which is fucking... Ooh. Yeah, apparently. Weird. Very weird. Considering, I didn't know that was part of it. Considering, yeah, it's uh, again, I'm not sh- not entirely sure where I got that from, but I think it was a... Uh, yeah, I think it was another reviewer or something, but they said, yeah, that was the original ending was more romantic based um and again this is after a scene where and <laughs> arnie's been possessed by the devil and tries to rape her um Tremendous. you know that's probably <laughs> not the best so the interestingly you would think and again this is the remember this is the first arnie character other than the terminator to die in a film so this is the first time and and hyams was like i think you should die I think you should die. And Arnie was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I think it, it, you know, the character calls for it, the writing calls for it, everything calls for it, you know. And they're like, oh, well, we'll shoot it both ways. So they shoot it, shot it with him living, they shot it with him dying. The audience actually preferred the version where he died, which was unusual. Usually, I think with these, you know, the back in those action hero days, if you kill them off, there's no franchise, there's no, you know, even though if the story calls for it, you know, there's 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 moments where they might the audience might be like, mm, you know, and and yeah, so so the audience agreed, Himes agreed, Arnie agreed, and then they they kill him off. So we have this um, this scene where he's possessed and he's fighting it and he's asking God for help and you know, give me strength, Lord, and all this, and you know, he throws away the he throws away the the weapons of war and he becomes a man of faith again, which again, kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. He he's possessed by the devil. He's trying to fight it. He's, he's doing his hardest, and and again, it's good. It works. And he eventually manages to. She runs away. Christine manages to get away, and then he falls on a statue that had, had crumbled after the devil came through. Um. And again, 
again, I'm not sure how that devil form works really as well because it's it can be invisible, then it's not, then it's it, yeah, then it can go through walls yeah. and it can't. Whatever's convenient for the plot, I exactly. Think. So again, it, it, it leaves for a good kind of the dramatic, all the chairs falling on each other. The yeah. you know that looks great, everything shaking. So the Archangel Michael statue has fallen, and there's a sword there, and Arnie falls on the sword, sacrificing himself, um, and uh, you know, flames shoot out of his chest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, signifying that the devil has been defeated. We see the devil's face and gone. Uh, Christine walks over to him. He's like, "Oh, you okay? You okay?" And then he sees his family in the film. Oh, he's impaled. <laughs> no, he's, he, I'm, I'm dying. You stupid, <laughs> you stupid bitch! I'm dying. I've got, a, I've got a thirteen foot sword in my in my yes. um, Sees his family and and it ends. But um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up something about the writing as well. Apparently, another reviewer said that the all the kind of scripture based stuff, all the religious stuff, is actually quite accurate and kind of spot on for the the Bible verses and and everything they reference. Um, what's interesting about um, Sir Michael is that the sword is known as either Glorious or the the Sword of Michael or the Flame of Death. Um, which is apt with the flames flying out. So uh, it was capable of purifying all of those who are evil of heart, <gasps> which is what Arnie was. And he said, "I've got a dark heart. You have, you're a quiet boy, you know, you know." Yeah. And that's what the the devil implies all the way through is like you're a dark heart, you you know. Um, and what was interesting as well is that he lent it to Joshua in the battle of Jericho, which is oh, Arnie's Jericho okay. game. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And the sword was created specifically by God and given to Michael to combat Lucifer and his army of fallen angels. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. So it kind of it makes a lot of sense that it's the Archangel Michael and it's that yeah. sword, you know. It's just a shame the rest of the film doesn't. <laughs> um, now, I've, I've been complaining a little bit recently with Disney and, and the cross-promotion that they're doing a lot of the time. Like, they've got Loki, they've got, like, McDonald's as a watch. There's, like, a car one. There's... There's all this other kind of cross promotion stuff. Batman v Superman when um, they had uh, was it Qantas or something or oh Turkish God, Airlines? Yeah. Go visit Gotham. Go fuck yourself. Um, it's not a real fucking place. So what the fuck does this advert mean? You stupid prick. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Do you remember like the original Iron Man DVD that came with like an Audi special feature? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fucking Audi flyer in, in your fucking box as well. Fuck off. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. So I, I've always, I'm like, I'm I'm surprised like Disney has had to, I guess they're losing money, money hand over fist at the moment. Yeah, so, so I guess they've got to fucking, they got to do something. Income, can't they? Yeah. yeah, so so maybe that's why. But um, but speaking of cross promotion, Arnie went, appeared on the WWE to promote this film. Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> Um, on a related note, the two most popular wrestlers on the roster at the time, Chris Jericho ah. and, and Kane. Oh, well. uh, furthermore, uh, Y2J is obviously referencing and yeah. flying yeah. on the hype of the Y2K bug and everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And also had a punch up with Triple H. Got because who, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Because he, he, he represents the devil in the, in the WWE. Oh, yes, but even the devil has his way. So the devil's worked his ways with Triple H, hasn't he? He's recently brought back a CM Punk. Yes, he has. The, he the has. devil's made a bargain with um with, with CM Punk. Yeah. Um, 
Fuck yourself, piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I haven't watched wrestling for a very long time. Yeah, I, I couldn't care. I couldn't care less. It's just a fucking Na- joke, isn't it? Na- Nathan sent me some Simpsons referencing. Yeah, yeah. Send, send them to me as well. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's a fucking joke, isn't it? Well, there you go. There's a connection. It's, uh, an, it's another. Another Triple H and um, CM Punk is is Arnie, but rather than refusing, he went, "Yeah, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> I'll yeah. take money." Another another bit of poor writing is when they're like, "Oh, the number of the B six six six, but it's an it was described while it was during John's dream. So in dreams, numbers are backwards and reversed and upside down. So it's nine nine nine, as in nineteen ninety nine. Okay, great, great, thanks. <laughs> Thank thanks. you. That's the windiest fucking connection I've ever seen in my life. The the film is riddled, isn't it, with mm. the windy sort of connections and. Things designed to to shock you that don't shock you. I feel like I'm a parrot repeating myself. Yeah, but it, you're right. That's what it is. It's what it is, isn't it? It's it's literally that. There's, there's so much going on in this in this film that's designed to elicit a reaction. That just you just you just sat there. I mean, on on this this watch, I, I've watched this film a few times. Um, but on, on this latest watch, I mean, it, I think it has. God, it must be at least eight or nine years mm-hmm. since I've watched it. The last time, and I got I got nothing from it. Like, yeah, I knew what was coming. Obviously, that's always that was always going to be the case. But apart from those little moments, you know, that did make give me the bit of chuckle. Mostly when Gabriel Burns just fucking shit up. There's there's nothing. There's nothing going on in this film. It's okay. It's an all right film, but it will always be for me. And I own every single Arnie Arnie movie. It will always be one of those at the bottom of the pile alongside Hercules in New York and fucking, <laughs> and fucking Red Sonia and fucking um, The Sixth Day. It, it will always be in that bottom echelon of the films that I, I may watch at some point, but they're there because they make me happy because I know I own them. <laughs> like... Yeah. I've only ever watched Hercules in New York once mm. when I bought the DVD um, when it got re-released. And, oh, God, I would never watch it again, but it makes me happy opening the cupboard and seeing it there because I know I own it. I know I own it. So at some point when I'm old and really, really... Decrepit. Yeah, decrepit, I will watch it again. And it'll probably be the film that I watch when I actually expire on the chair. I'll be like, <laughs> my last film. <laughs> end of days. The end of my days. <laughs> the end of my days is spent watching Hercules <laughs> in New York. <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm sure I can force you to watch it sooner than that, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd be interested. Like just going through the the, the Arnie catalogue in his in his entirety. <laughs> My lord, what a journey that'll be. We will do, we will do. Well, um, uh, before we come to a close, we do have a a few uh, a few comments, in fact, um, fr- about the film. So um, mostly from Max Byrne, he's he's clearly a fan. I've asked, I've asked, ah yes, I've asked three times for comments, and each time he's responded with a different. Nobody comment. else has because nobody else knows what this film is. <laughs> nobody else has Apart seen from it. Paul Meller, I saw Paul Meller was watching. Paul, Paul Meller, yeah, he likes to he likes to watch along. So he so he did he did. Thank watch. you, Paul. Thank you for watching, Paul. I think you said he enjoyed. It. Did you say you enjoyed it, Paul? I think so. I mean, we got, we got, I, I, again. I, I didn't hate it. it. We've we. I'll be honest. Anything, all the scenes with Gabriel Byrne, I'd watch again. Anything yeah. outside of that, probably not. 
I, yeah, go exactly. on you go on YouTube. Enjoy those in in Apart isolation. From Gabriel Byrne forcing glass into Miriam Margulies' neck <laughs> to finish her off. <laughs> oh, and he, you and couldn't like, even do that, could you? <laughs> he's like, yeah, he just killed, he literally any any like that's that's an issue I have as well. At the end, he just has all these satanists, even though he's killed off all the satanists yeah. he knew. He's just like, yeah. that one, there's the two cops, and Arnie kills both of them. He goes, I don't need you, but I need you. This is just poor, poor cop. No, yeah. don't need him. All his God. minions, he doesn't need. Oh, well, there's that there's that cop in the hospital as well, where he's like, I can smell the breath. I smell those young boys on lingering on your breath, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I was like, oh, fuck, you know, that's a bit. Ugh. Again, good little moment. But good, but good, yeah, like good effective. Little moment. Yeah, yeah. The, that it, Sorry, I, so you can't come this way. I think you're going to let me in because I can smell the all all the youth on your on your breath. Yeah. <laughs> and, then he, and then he kills the guy. He kills the priest because the priest is like, wakes up and he's like, <laughs> he's like, and he goes to stab someone and then he shoots him dead. And he's like, oh, well, I can't get anything out of this guy who's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. But we'll guess the name, like literally. Yeah. Don't, don't kill the priest. Have him some somehow communicate, or have it on his fucking chest, as opposed to Christ yeah. in New York. Just have her fucking name on the chest. No, I don't even know how that cop's still there because clearly somebody got through on his watch. Yeah, and did this. So you remove him from the scene, but no, he's allowed to come into the room under the air of suspicion. Even, and- even worse, even worse, the cop says. The cop says maybe the priest did it to himself. Yes. <laughs> maybe he did it to himself. He's, he's like, how did he get the last scalpel in? He, for, for people who haven't seen the film, the Fuck priest is on the ceiling. He's on the ceiling. He's literally crucified on the ceiling. <laughs> he's like, maybe he did it himself. There's literally no physical way. There's not even an air of possibility. <laughs> do it himself. There's no no possible way. If he did it on the floor, he wouldn't be able to do it to himself because how would he get the last one in? How would he do it? How would he get the last nail in? Oh, it's ludicrous. It's on the ceiling. It's like he has to get up to the ceiling, not only up to the ceiling, then do that. Yeah. How the fuck does he do it? <laughs> Maybe he did himself. Oh yeah, with the fucking step next to him. I hope. I hope he got fired as fuck. That guy. <laughs> NYPD got. Yeah, maybe he did it to himself. I don't know. <laughs> Writing. Fuck off. <laughs> I've had more fun reminiscing that than watching the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he did it to himself. I don't know. Maybe he did it himself. <laughs> oh fuck me oh jesus Christ. oh needed more of that they needed more of that kind of humor in the film yeah oh anyway back to the, back to the comments the, <laughs> oh, oh i'm gone i'm right. gone oh. i can't oh need catch more my breath fucking oh. hell <laughs> anyway <laughs> Uh, back to Max's comments, all three of them. <laughs> Max Byrne says, This film has it all. Arnie crying, being beaten up by Miriam Margulies, throwing Satan out of a window because he's a choir boy compared to him. A choir boy! Uh, a, one, a wonderful character name of Jerry Cocaine, and lots more lovely stuff he describes the film as. Don't know well, if I don't know if I entirely agree with you. <laughs> I think he's being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he did it. Maybe he did it to himself. Maybe he did it to himself. Yeah. 
Oh, maybe it's penance. No, it's his penance before he dies. Oh, he has to watch it. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, oh, there's not enough whiskey uh, in the world for that kind of comedy. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> he's also he's also clipped um, a little bit of the uh, Wikipedia article where it says, in 2016, Miriam Margol has complained about Arnold Schwarzenegger's behaviour on set. In 2022 reported that he farted in her face. Schwarzenegger did not what? respond to these allegations. What? So Arnie's apparently apparently during rehearsals or, you know, on set has farted in Miriam Margoli's face. Maybe she did it to herself. <laughs> 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 Fucking oh man. Oh the trivia yeah. is better than the film. And it oh, says it says it says uh, that can't be real, surely. It says Schwarzenegger did not respond to the allegations. So I, I know he's not he's not always been the best person in the world. Um, I'd like to hope he didn't fart in Miriam Margolis's face, but then also I could kind of believe if he did. Um, I mean, he's a tall guy, isn't he? Compared yeah. to her. Has he just turned around and got one out? Maybe she was sat down, I don't know. He just turned around too quickly and, you know, I'm not sure. It does happen. You know, it, um, you know, did he did he actually drink that smoothie? That's my question. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, that would make you fucking fart and shit buckets. Good I God, think. man! <laughs> and uh, I posted again about Miriam Margulies today because she's she's in the she's in the chat. We're recording this before New Year's Eve, uh, by the way. Oh yeah, just yeah. to let you know, way way ahead of time because I I like to be prepared. Um, but the the first episode of the new Doctor Who came out called The Star Beast. And she plays this friendly alien, which again, spoilers, but she turns out to be not so friendly. Uh, this little kind of who would have know, thought Mogwai type character, I guess. Um, so yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's it's doing very very well. A lot of people are, are praising it for all of its stuff and and how it's handling things. Um, I think it's on Disney Plus now. I think, am I right? The Doctor Who. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Might be available on Disney Plus now. I think there's a deal because the new opening is like. They've got put a lot of money into the new opening, and, and it looks good. Sounds mm, good. good. It's all good. I, I'm I'm intrigued by. Uh, forgive me, I'm gonna butcher his name. Um, Nguti, yeah, Gathwa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued for his. Um, uh, yeah, it's a series of role. Yeah, apparently it's a series wide kind of reboot, so they're gonna kind of start from day one again, and yeah. with a, with a new Doctor. And I think that's probably after this kind of modern era doctor it was probably a good thing to start fresh sometimes it's a good thing you know i'm not not always demanding reboots but i think sometimes they are required uh, but yeah he says miri margulies gets a raw deal in that film loved christine like her own daughter twatted by arnie and yet satan uh, wouldn't help her survive that's what you get for being in league with the devil i guess <laughs> oh dear <laughs> She did oh, it to my she, Lord. She did, maybe she did it to herself. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul Mella did respond, so that's at the Mella Geek on Twitter. Um, and it's at Maxi Byrne for Max Byrne on Twitter as well. So uh, Paul says, watched it recently for the first time, thought it was pretty good. Arnie's in good form and had a fun time with this film. I'd recommend it. You know, yeah, well, yeah, fair enough. Fair, yeah. fair enough. If, if you if you enjoyed it, you know, more power to you, Paul. I think again, we enjoy it to a degree, but not yeah. maybe as much as as other people. Yeah. Uh, well, those it's not going to change the world, is it? No. It's, no. You put it. You put it on if you're feeling unwell. I suppose maybe, or if you just well, I don't fucking. If, know. If, if you've got like a migraine or a, or a headache, it's probably good because it's quite dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh dear. And then yeah. Ma- Max has commented again. He went, Jericho Kane and his partner, Bobby Chicago. Great names. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's like an ice cream name and a pizza company name. Again, that kind of reminds me of back to the filmography with Jack because <laughs> Jason Statham always has his character. Yeah, his, his character names are just fucking outlandishly absurd, aren't they? Crazy. So it kind of, again, kind of reminds me of that. But that's, you know, Arnie, I think, is one of his heroes. So it kind of makes sense that you yeah. have those, those things. <laughs> Um, so uh, my boss, uh, Derek Esoteric, uh, music oh. available, um, he sent me a text. He said, when are you doing this podcast? I went, I'm doing it today, Derek. He was like, right, I've got I've got, I've got, got it. I'm going to send you a text. And he says, um, Gabriel Byrne, superbly dark and very funny. Arnie does his thing and gives exactly what you expect and, more importantly, what you want from an Arnie character. Finds God and reunited with his family at the end was a real sick bucket moment. And Satan veers between being omnipotent to a bit rubbish in his terms of powers. However, I really enjoyed the film. Yeah, fair enough. Again, all th- all very fair comments. I think. Yeah. Again, if you if you get joy out of it, you know, again, more power to you. Again, I don't hate it. I don't despise it. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say don't watch this piece of shit. I would just say, you know, just take it with a pinch of salt that it's maybe not the best film that any of these people involved have ever done. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. 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 Not as bad as Hercules in New York. <laughs> I, I have an idea for you, Andy. Here's an idea, maybe. Oh, sometime on in, in later 20, 20, 2024. How about we do Hercules in New York? Oof. And then Lou Ferrigno's and Luigi Cozy's Hercules. And uh, you'll remember Luigi Cozy because he was Star Crash, the director of Star Crash. Oh, Lord, you son of a bitch! I mean, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. And uh, it, it, there's a lot of reasons to compare. And uh, in both films, uh, they fight a bear. And ah, yes, of course. Uh, so there's there's one there's one comparison. And in, in and if I remember rightly, in the in the Luferigno one, he throws the bear into space, and it becomes the Ursa Major constellation. <laughs> of course. Um... <laughs> Right, interesting. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that one has spaceships in it as well, and, and other stuff. Oh, um, really? Right. Okay. So. Lots of lots of fun. Lots of fun. In, ancient sure. gods kind of thing, right? Yeah. It, maybe we'll see. Oh. We'll see. We'll see what uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yes, um, So Andy, um, next year we've decided to uh, share films with each other in a, a yes, semi yes semi regular uh, thing we're calling uh, sharing the silver screen. Yeah, um, and we're going to be sharing those. We did a poll recently, and they've decided that my choice will go first: Tokyo yes. Gore Police, and then we will follow that up uh, with Gladiator. So, uh, yes. so yeah, wait. so whenever whenever we get round to doing those, we will do them, and it's going to be very. I, I don't think we'll do. I, I'm not going to do any major editing with mine. I think we'll just kind of just off the cuff. No. See what yeah, happens. We'll, we'll, we'll just be off the cuff. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, we'll watch them and then we'll. Discuss yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll just discuss them. Because we'll the films them. that I haven't seen mm. versus films that you haven't seen. Exactly. Um, mm. I, I think uh, my catalogue of B movies and obscure titles is quite uh, quite large. I think uh, your catalogue of mm. mainstream movies encroaching in there on the recording there. How dare you? Um, <laughs> your your right. catalogue of um, mainstream um, overhyped movies or over mm, yes, that's correct. Yeah. and some of them overhyped. Mm, I don't know. I think it's a case of 
with yours, I think it's a case of again more I ha- than you've talked I about the yeah. less interest you have, which is an yes. interesting conundrum. Yeah, I I, I feel I feel that I'm like I, I, it's kind of it's a weird it's a weird thing I have where I'm like the more you bang my head saying something's really really good, the less I the less interest. It's a, it's a strange kind of dichotomy. Usually people are like, it is, isn't it? Oh, this is really 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 good. You should see it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. You know, it's not it's not like I'm I'm not I'm never say never. I'll I'll eventually watch stuff. And again, usually like you know when I eventually saw Jaws, I was like, oh. Big absolute fucking shocker! It's great, you know. It's it's not yeah. like it's usually most of the time it's like that. But I think sometimes it's the length of them as well, like these big epics. I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, not entirely, you know, sold on that. Three hours of something I might not enjoy potentially, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot there, and again, it can be, you know, if they're, they're talked about and they're like Oscar bait, or if they're, you know, yeah. a lot of the based on the the true story stuff can be a bit twee and a bit meh. But but yeah, it's again, it's uh, it's something we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely uh, be seeing more of. And again, you know, maybe we could put more polls out. I'm going to do it, be doing a lot of polls anyway next year, anyway. But Ooh, yeah, we'll just we'll see we'll see we'll see how it goes. But we'll do it. I think maybe once a month or every every two months, we'll we'll see how yeah. we get on and see how how many we can do and fit in. But yeah, Tokyo Go- Gore Police, which uh, Andy bought me on Blu-ray, in fact. Um, yes, so he's, wait. he is to blame. He is to blame for his, <laughs> uh, for his. I created my own chasm. <laughs> your own. You made a rod for your own back, Andy. Um, but Andy, as always, you have a wonderful. Uh, YouTube channel, which is going into how many years you've been doing it now? It's I have no idea. Well, I'm on. I'm on. I've just got up to my fifth. So as of November, I'm five birthdays. Four, so. then maybe. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Like I, I inquired as to your knowledge and expertise, didn't I? Before, oh I yeah, into oh, the chaos. So yeah, yeah, yeah. doing very well. But, yeah, but I'm, and uh, where can people find that wonderful, wonderful YouTube channel? Well, quite simply, um, go onto YouTube and search for Angry Andy Reviews, and you'll be met with my glorious visage um, in all the fire and splendor and glory. Um, and yeah, check it out. Give it a give it a like. Give me a subscribe. I'm not pushy on those at all. I'm kind of just casually going along. Almost at 300 at the time of recording, which is just dandy for me. Mm. Really enjoy it. Um, It's just a little bit of an outlet for myself. Other than that, you can find me um, on Twitter at Andy underscore review. And that's where my lamentations mainly um, formulate themselves across the across the internet so yeah yeah mm. check it out come and come and come and see what's on offer mm. um i am enjoying more than anything at the moment because i'm struggling a bit with movie time time to get around to movies mm. um so i'm enjoying looking at um going back into the sort of like the toys and collectibles yeah. angle um and this time of year is a bit difficult to get around to movies anyway because it's always very busy isn't it so well i mean I'll be, I'll be honest you're gonna you're gonna have a real i think next year you're gonna have a real long stretch where you're not getting fucking anything because of the yeah stuff. so so you'll you'll have more than enough time to catch up but next year if we're talking superhero films it's the year of sony next year you've got craven madam web which you've done a, a oh. Lovely trailer review, which I enjoy. Yeah, I've started doing them again. Trailer reactions because yeah. they're just, they're just. Yeah, I think yeah. trailers the, the garbage bin of, of yesteryear again. They used they, they they got to a point where trailer trailers were actually quite decent these days. I don't know, fucking again, shite. again, again. <laughs> like, yeah, we, 
<laughs> we said we said we said before like we're kind of going back into the kind of 2000s kind of era of superhero movies and i think i think it will it will absolutely i think we'll ha- absolutely hit that peak of of uh of fatigue next year because it's mm. there's no there's only deadpool 3 coming out which yeah. I'm, I'm even half looking forward to um yeah. help us deadpool 3 you're yeah. our only group yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're putting a lot. We're putting a lot of pressure on that film, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's probably putting a lot of pressure on itself anyway. But um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting year. But I'm sure you'll have time to catch up, and then again, you can oh, I will do. watch all the weird stuff I'm going to put you through, and and I'm sure I'll be on your show again doing something, and I'm sure you'll oh, be on my show do, doing Hercules films. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it been a be. It's been a while since you've done a shit film with me. I think it's been a. I. I, it I is. Yeah. It's. You know what it was though, because I, I. I kept feeling like I was becoming the guy who just did shit films, <laughs> and people are like, "Oh, you're necromantic, necromantic," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But I'm not. It doesn't mean I like those films, or I, I think <laughs> they are quality films. I think they are interesting films for various reasons, but I'm not like. I didn't want to be. The I'm not key. saying they're good. Yeah, I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying, why don't we talk about them? Because the, there's something to talk about or have a have a laugh about. Uh, not that I'm like this is the best. This is the Scorsese. <laughs> this is the good colors <laughs> of, of my world. It's n- nothing to do with that. But I, I, I wanted to just maybe steer away for, from some of that stuff for a little while, just to kind of go. Actually, I do have. I like Nathan was like, have you have you seen so much shit now that you don't know what's good anymore? And I'm like, no, <laughs> well, I still know what's fucking good. I just like this other weird shit because it's far more interesting than I don't know the latest kind of Oscar bait again, or you know, yeah. drama or dry fucking true story that I've seen a million times. Inspirational true story. You know, I'd rather talk about this weird shit like. <laughs> Satan grabbing tits and blowing up women, you know, um, you know <laughs> people, people, you know, crucifying themselves to the ceiling. You know? <laughs> he did it to himself. <laughs> I don't know, did it himself. <laughs> uh, he's a paedophile. <laughs> he's a shit cop and a paedophile. Get him arrested. Get him sent yeah. down. Get him executed. He's, Somebody do their job. Someone do their actual job. But yes, that that is that is it from us today. Um, I've I've had a blast. Do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions, Andy, this coming year? Or no, same old, same old, same old. I don't same believe old. in the resolutions. No, no, there are, there are no resolutions. Resolutely, <laughs> resolutely unresolutioned myself. <laughs> unresolute. You're resolutely unresolute. Uh, a, I, a Matrix quote: He is unresolutioned. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, the res, the res has gone down. Oh no, oh, Tron is de res. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm, I, I hope everyone's had a, a great New Year's Eve. I hope they've enjoyed this podcast. If you've listened on the day, I hope you have an amazing uh 2024 um i'm sure it'll be a good year for all of us this year has not been my greatest i'll be honest so i'm hoping it'll be maybe a, a little nicer next year um but yeah it's gonna be i'm i'm looking forward to it. a lot of uh, interesting things again all next year every single episode minus the theme months patreon will be voting all of the patrons on patreon will be voting to pick what's going to happen. I'll give you suggestions. Either I've come up with them or the guest has come up with them, and then you decide which is your favourite one. And we do it 
and Andy can influence that vote. Uh, Rhea, Jack, uh, Tony, whoever's whoever's currently on there, Simon, you name it, they're all good. Tonya's on there. They can all influence the vote, even on their own shows. So, you know, they have all the powers in their hands. That's what they, you know, I struggled getting guests this year. I struggled to organize things. And I thought I had embraced the chaos in 2024. I just was like, you know, we'll just fucking do whatever, whenever. It's fine, and uh, and we'll see what happens. Because again, there's not much coming out, so I can't I can't tailor the podcast to link into those because of the strikes and stuff. So, you know, let's let's uh, let's uh, to hell with it. Uh, to hell with you. To hell Go- with you. What? What? You know, he fucked you. You fucked you. <laughs> I, do, I do. I do like that. I do like that bit where he says, um, "God's got a really good publicist." I like that. When he's, <laughs> yeah. you know, if something bad happens, uh, he works in mysterious ways. Uh, you know, if something <laughs> good happens, it's God's will. Yeah. You know. Um, I th- again, wonderful scene. All of that. Great writing. Great performances. Brilliant. Yeah. So. Uh, so that's it. So uh, yes. And. Uh, yeah, we've had a we've had a blast. I've really enjoyed talking about this. I know we've just royally probably shat on it quite a bit. This film. <laughs> uh, but again, we de- it's definitely not the worst film I've done on this show. It's definitely not the worst film no. I've covered on other shows. Um, no. There are there are worse films. Um, just yeah, just awful awful films out there. Um, maybe well, I am next year for the the two hundredth episode. We're doing the best and worst films we've covered on this show so uh, that's going to be an interesting one uh, no doubt um, See you at the party richter <laughs> exactly exactly right then we'll throw throw him out of the window too um <laughs> but yeah you can find me at uh, spider down the secret balls.com uh don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us uh please subscribe to the pop culture collective newsletter to find out what myself comics in motion and all the other related podcasts are up to week by week i'd like to thank my patrons uh angry andy reviews i am jack's musing simon cotton paul meller mike burton tonya todd tony farina math scott hodgson and Rhea carrigan uh thank you for your continuing donations it is very much appreciated and helps prattle world keep on turning and if you are ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast please consider it uh again you've got far more control than you've ever had next year so if you want to be in control jump on the old patreon and again who knows what you'll force andy to watch unlimited power (laughs) well the best trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people they didn't exist which is a line from this (laughs) film and again from the usual suspects. So um, I hope everyone is existing and continuing to exist. Let's hope the apocalypse hasn't happened this New Year's Eve. Um, thank you again. <laughs> again, it's it's not been the greatest year for me personally, but you guys and your continued support has kept me going and you know kept me doing this, and I still really enjoy it. Five years on, I didn't celebrate the, the birthday because I fucking forgot again. I always forget every year. I'm like, how many times? It's like November 3rd or 4th or 5th or something. Every year I fucking forget about it. And every year I'm like, oh, I should post something. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys. I, I wouldn't have been going as long as as this if it wasn't for people and their support and their comments and and listening and you know and let me know how much they enjoy it and what they're looking forward to and all that so i'm sure it's the same for andy you know we've been doing andy was my first guest and he's still going to be a consistent guest on here 
um, for all of time. Yes, yes, I am. He says <laughs> with laser dot sight on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> for another another thousand years until uh, until the devil rises again. He's going to yeah. be. He's going to continue doing podcasts and giving us vague information. Just all <laughs> all all of the vague information you could possibly give. All the vagary. <laughs> End of day, subtitle, The Vagary. <laughs> colon. That's it, end of days two, colon. The Vagary was the true horror. <laughs> Hashtag uh, did it himself. <laughs> Arnie definitely did at the end. He definitely did yeah. it himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're going to be quoting that one for a very long time. I'm sure. I'm sure. I think so. I'm sure other people in this listen to this podcast will also be quoting it. For a long time. <laughs> ah, that's it. All right, guys, have a good 2024. Um, I know I'm going to. Thank you again, Andy. You've been great. I hope you have a I new year. Been. You, Natalie, and and the whole family. I hope you have you and Andy, you and Andy as well. Um, yeah, it's been a blast today. I've had a great, great time talking about it. What a way to ring out the 2023 and ring in the absolutely. new year. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Thank you, as always, for having me. An absolute unbridled pleasure. <laughs> unbridled. All the pleasures. The pleasures that we all, <laughs> all indulge in. The, the temptations. All the temptations. All um, the pleasures that I did to myself. Yes. <laughs> That Gabriel Byrne indulged in punching <laughs> Udo Kier in the face, <laughs> punching it gone off. Um, yes, uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Thank you again. I've had a blast. Uh, and here's to a great 2024. <laughs>